Did you know that Jesus was Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming up on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm so glad that you could join us today. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Ezra Benjamin. Well, as a Christian, you probably read your Bible every day or a couple times a week, uh, often I hope. But have you considered that there's a right way and a wrong way to read your Bible? Actually, Ezra, I'm going to pose that question to you. Sure. Is there a right way to read the Bible? Right. Well, our audience may be saying, wait a minute, well, that's a big statement to make. There's a right way and a wrong way. We're going to unpack what that means. But our topic today, Jonathan, actually comes from a question we received from one of our viewers who asked, what's the difference between the Bible we know, the modern Bible, and a Torah scroll? Or you could say an, an ancient uh, or even a modern, but mainly an ancient copy of the Jewish Bible. Well, that's an easy answer, the weight. <laughs> Ever try to pick up a Torah scroll? It's so heavy. Yeah, go to a synagogue sometime. I don't know that you'd be allowed to, but you can see people straining under the weight of the what's called the Pentateuch, the first five books of, of the Bible, or what's also known as the Torah. And I want to expand that question a little bit because it gets us right to the meat of what we're going to talk about. What's the difference between the way ancient Jewish communities in Old Testament times would have engaged with the Word of God? It's very easy for us to go right to the chapter and verse we want to find the verse we've been yeah. thinking of and the way that we do today. Now that's a different, that's a different, a big difference right. between a a Bible in the form of a book and a Torah scroll. Sure. Which, by the way, is just to reiterate what Ezra's saying, only contains the first five books of Moses. That's right. Uh, in in handwritten Hebrew. And I've many times in Israel watched the scribes mm -hmm. writing from memory. Correct. The Hebrew with perfect letters. There's no vowels. It's the same thing that we read basically right. in English or any other language but it's in Hebrew, handwritten in Hebrew. That's right. And, and very heavy. The whole process of taking care of it, and then ultimately, when it's not kosher, burying it goes through right. a burial process. When something process. goes wrong that makes it ceremonially unclean, it has to actually be yeah. put the away. Po the point is that the Torah and the scriptures in general are revered right. by uh, practicing Jewish people or Orthodox Jews, and each Torah scroll is uh, of great value. It's, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's holy. That's it's right. A set apart. That's right. Item. And you may already be asking, saying, "I appreciate the historical context, Jonathan and Ezra, but what does this have to do with me in the 2020s and how I engage with the Bible in front of me?" But what we have to understand, maybe you've never thought about it, is in the time when the Bible was written in Old Testament times, even during the time when Jesus was ministering on Earth. Jonathan, most people couldn't read, first of all. Most people were illiterate, and even if you could, people didn't have a copy of the Torah. They had to go to synagogue to hear it read. And I'm thinking of the psalmist who says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What's going on? The, the word of God was engaged by someone saying it and a company of people hearing it. And because you couldn't take the scroll with you, you had to hide it in your heart. That was the way that the Word of God was living and active in the hearer. 
I'm thinking of James, even after the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, right? James says, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. It doesn't say be a doer, not a reader only, because most people didn't have a copy of the yeah. scriptures. So there's this idea there point. of hearing the word, internalizing it. We've talked so many times on this program, Jonathan, about the idea of, of uh, hagam, meditating on the word of God, which means to repeat it to the, to the point where it goes from what you heard, what you have in your mind, to what actually exists in your heart. Yeah. By the way, you, you see this clearly. It makes sense when uh, you understand this and you read that Jesus is actually called up mm -hmm. to, to give a reading. And he right. gives actually the wrong reading in terms of the cycle, because there's a cycle for the reading of both the Torah, the first five books of Moses, and for the Haftorah, the prophets. And he doesn't and read what everyone's expecting. He him doesn't to read, read yeah. what's allotted that week, but instead reads from Isaiah, yeah. the Lord has anointed me. And it's so it's out of order, but he's using that to expound on his ministry. That's right. And again, people, the tradition is that people are hearing internalizing, and then they're actually repeating back. Meditation in Hebrew, just, just to add to this, is the word Hagah, which means to confess. That's right. Which means to mutter, which means to proclaim. That's right. The Haggadah, which is the Passover retelling, right. is, is, is read so that we, we remember the story of the Exodus. So, That's it, because we're prone to forget. And so to answer that question, how is engaging with the Bible today different than how it was in ancient times? Or the larger question from uh, that we started with of what's the right versus the wrong way to read the Bible? I wanna challenge us. We have such, I mean, even on our phones, right? You can find a verse and you can read it for five seconds and you can move on with your day. But maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe the whole idea is that we're supposed to meditate on it hear it or read it, and let it internalize in our hearts so that we can live, so that we can walk worthy of the calling we've received. Yeah, and, and speak it back. That's right. Can, he who can, can calls out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jonathan, elaborate on that a little bit for us, because many may be listening and saying, wait a minute, I thought salvation was an issue of, of belief alone, but there's a confession component. We hear the proclamation. Yeah. As you said, the word is read. We hear it. We then hear it again, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We receive it into our heart and then we speak it forth and things are changed. Our lives are actually changed, that we're just not hearers of the word, but we're doers only. Jonathan, what a privilege it is for us to have access. I'm, I'm sitting here right now with a big thick Bible with all the commentary and references in my hands. We take that for granted sometimes, don't we? But we want to let you know right now about a need that, that I've seen with my own eyes traveling to the uh, Lemba Messianic Jewish congregation in rural southern Zimbabwe last year, Jonathan. And we went into the congregational library and there were 10 Bibles on the shelf. And we said, how many people does this collection of Bibles serve? I thought the answer was going to be 25, 30. It serves the whole community. It served 5,000 people. What a gap there is. We enjoy uh, uh, access at a... At, at a moment's notice, at our fingertips on our phones to the word, many Jewish believers around the world have very little, if any, access at all. Jonathan, we've purposed to change that this year, and we need your help to do it. We're committed to getting Bibles into the hands of people that have never had access to the Bible before. Think of it. 
we take this for granted. Ezra, right. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I have a shelf. Sure. Of, I probably have 30 Bibles. All the different translations. And, Maybe you at home can and, relate. And we, we take it for granted, but it's miraculous. Yeah. That, and and we, we shouldn't take it for granted. Now, our Jewish Voice Study Bible yeah. is just that. It's a study Bible to really become a student of the Word, which the Scripture implores us to do, to study a, as a workman, to show ourselves approved. And it has great notes, some notes that you won't find in any other Bible. We really encourage you to get this. We're asking for a love gift of $100 or be, better yet, become a Shalom partner. Uh, for $50 we're, uh, a month, we'll send you this, and we'll also emboss your name in gold on That's it. Right. And we're not selling these. We don't sell these Bibles. We want to sow this into your life as you help us to provide Bibles for those that may have never read a Bible before. A, a few Bibles serving 5,000 people. Wouldn't it be nice to get them into the hands of every Jewish person open to read the Bible? You can help make that possible. Here's how. Hearing, receiving, believing, doing, and sharing God's Word. What a privilege that is. In good faith, it's our desire to get the Jewish Voice Study Bible into the home and heart of everyone watching today. This 1,800-page resource includes unique features found in no other study Bible, including exclusive content from Jonathan Burnus. You will also appreciate the book's introductions, footnotes, day in the life articles, and insight about feasts, holidays, and the lost tribes of Israel, full color maps, charts, and photos, a glossary and concordance, and weekly reading schedules, including the parashah, or portions of the Torah. Call, write, or go online. For your gift of $100 or more, we'll send you this extraordinary resource with leatherette cover and gilded pages, it will become a family heirloom. But more than that, spend time with this study Bible and you'll experience God's love and purpose for your life, moving from your head to your heart. For new Shalom partners who commit to $50 a month or more, we'll emboss your name in gold letters right on the cover so it's personalized just for you. Equally important is how your gift shares God's word. In our work around the world, particularly in Africa, Jewish Voice has seen a hunger for the Bible and a shortage of Bibles. To meet that need, when we send out your own new Jewish Voice Study Bible, we will also equip Jewish communities and their neighbors around the world with Bibles and other resource materials. Those materials will change lives. One of the best ways that you can live out your calling as a Christian is to be a witness to the Jewish people as a committed monthly Shalom partner with Jewish Voice. When you give monthly, 100% of your donations will go directly to our ministry work. Let's work together in seeing all Israel saved so we can be the greatest witness of Jesus the world has ever known. Please prayerfully consider joining us as a Shalom partner today. As we are promised in Isaiah 55, 11, my word, I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. We're counting on God's promise and your generosity. Please call this toll-free number, become a monthly Shalom partner or mail your most generous gift to the address on the screen. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv 
or scan the QR code. Exploring and sharing the Bible may be the very best way to celebrate and honor God's faithfulness in your life. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Today we're looking at how, how to read the Bible correctly. There's a, there really is a right way and a wrong way. Before we go uh, into that any further, I want to say thank you for your support of Jewish Voice. We simply could not do what we do without you. We couldn't do it. We couldn't go to the remotest parts of the world to reach lost Jewish communities. So thank you for making that possible. It, it means so much on behalf of all of us at Jewish Voice. And if you're a, a donor, thank you for being part of our mishpocha, our family. Well, That's Ezra, right. let's get back into this. Uh, the, the Bible sure. is, is, we forget how imperative it is to our relationship with the Lord. And again, think of it throughout the history, not just of the Jewish people, but of the new covenant faith, most never had the benefit of being able to read the Bible for themselves. And we have that benefit That's now. Right. That's right. We have it right at our fingertips. And so we've already talked uh, at length about what we do with the Word of God as a whole. But we're going to get into now in terms of handling the Bible, handling the Word of God rightly versus maybe not so rightly. What do we do with the words themselves? We just, we pick a verse or even a portion of a verse, even a phrase that we want that sort of meets our need in the moment and then we take that for ourselves as a blessing or as an encouragement, as an exhortation, but we're not actually accessing the full meaning of that scripture because we're missing the context. This is so important, uh, and I think this is part of the reason that replacement theology, the mm. idea that the Jews, that the Jewish people were replaced by the church has been uh, so successful and we continue to hear this teaching because there's a random spiritualization of the word Israel and the word Zion. So right. we're, it, it, it's, it's not the right way to read the scriptures. Whenever you see Israel, right. uh, you say that's the church. It's right. And it's completely out of context because it's talking about Israel taking the promised land or sure. Israel fighting the battle of Jericho. That, that's, that is not the context to say, oh, that's the church. And you know, let's let's just, if I can, let's jump right into it to give to give Go our viewers some it. examples. Give I'm thinking some. of Ezekiel 37, and if mm -hmm. you don't know that chapter address, I almost guarantee you, you know the words because we sing about it, we declare it, right? Yeah. It's the story of the dry bones, right? And we there's there's worship songs galore, right? Dry bones arise, right? And God's calling; He's raising up an army from the bones. Amen. We go right to the application, meaning what does it mean for me or my circumstances, and we miss the interpretation. This is another example where we've sort of removed Israel from the equation. But if we look at this whole passage, verse 11 of yeah. chapter 37, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel or the people of Israel, right? They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We're cut off. And then he commands Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones that they might live again. So, amen to God resurrecting our dead or broken circumstances. Amen to God raising up armies from the ashes or from the dry bones. But the context here is actually God's enduring promise to take a people who felt we're dry and dead and hopeless 
and to resurrect them to life again. Yeah. These bones are the whole house of Israel. And it's great to then make application totally. that the same God who did right. that for Israel will do that for me. Exactly. You know, another example that, that comes to my mind sure. immediately, that's a very good one, by the way, is the, the popular song, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. Sound right. the alarm on my holy mountain. Mm. And we dance around proclaiming the victory of Blow the Trumpet in Zion. Right. Now, I love that song also, but, it's a, but if you go back to the context, it's proclaiming God's judgment. Right. on the earth. Right. So rather than shout out in victory, we should actually be warning ourselves, get ready for a shaking. Exactly. Where only that which cannot be removed will remain. Exactly. You know, I mean, we're, we're, this is good. We're giving you, I hope, a lot of examples, <laughs> and we'll go to the New Testament in just a minute. But one more from the Old Testament. Uh, Jonathan, Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm -hmm. Right? You know this verse. Very well. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And acharit, it says in Hebrew. Right. It means a certain determined end. And we say, amen, God knows the plans he has for me. But the context of this passage is actually actually during one of the darkest times in the history of the Jewish people. Because God says through Jeremiah right before this, I'm going to send you into exile and it's going to be a hard 70 years and make no mistake, you deserve it. But also know this, I still know the plans I have for you. Let us not forget that right. it's a promise to Israel in exile saying, I will bring you back that's and right. I will fulfill my promises that's to right. you. And that's why there's a state of Israel today. That's why Jerusalem has been restored as the capital because Jeremiah 11 says, I'm not finished with you. Right. So when you rejoice that God is watching over you, yeah. when God has a plan for you, a hope for you, an, and, and of, of an expected end for you, don't forget that the original uh, context is the promise to an exiled Israel, an exiled right. Judah. Right. I will bring you back. You'll rebuild the temple and the, the Messiah himself will come to that temple. That's right. One more point real quickly. You know, our audience may be watching saying, okay, if you're telling me the original interpretation is all about Israel and the Jewish people, what does that mean for me? But understand that your faith that God can intervene in your circumstances, that he can resurrect dead things, that he can bring you back from difficult seasons is based on his ability to do that for an entire people. If he can do it for the Jewish people, he can and wants Amen. to do it for you. Amen. Ezra, I'm so glad we're covering this because we have been called to rightly divide That's right. the word of truth. And I think we have, have lost that to a large degree. Give, give us another example. Sure. Well, I think sometimes where we're called to rightly divide, we actually just divide. And what do I mean by that <laughs> is we, we can become masters at taking snippets of verses and assigning them the meaning that that snippet that, that we want it to have. And let me give you two examples. One is in Philippians 4, and we know this verse. We have it on uh, rubber bands around our arm. I've seen this on gym t-shirts everywhere. And it says, right, I can do all things through Christ, through the Messiah who strengthens me. And we, without the context, say, anything I set my mind to, God is with me. And by application, we ask him to bless our efforts, and often he does, and that's great. But the context that Paul is saying that is, I've learned how to be in plenty or to be in really difficult circumstances while proclaiming the gospel. He's saying, I've learned how to suffer in my ministry, and the way that I do it is because I can endure or I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength. Yeah, it's how to be point. a believer in suffering. 
not how to maybe get physically stronger. A final verse here, near and dear to our hearts at Jewish Voice, because it's been so misused, is Galatians 3, verse 28. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. Have you heard that? I was told that when I did some seminary classes. The professor said, "Jewish ide- Ezra, your identity as a Jewish believer in Jesus doesn't matter. Well, why, professor? Well, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. Well, that's not the verse. The verse is, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you're all one in Jesus the Messiah. Now, last I checked, there's still men and women, and one can have babies and the other can't, right? There's distinct roles. What Paul's saying here is, in terms of righteousness before God, Jew and Gentile, there's no difference. We've all fallen short, and we're all justified by faith alone in Jesus. But we misuse the snippet to say, ah, God doesn't care about Jewish identity as believers. Yeah. We hear that so a very often. specific point right. that you can't expand on into something that it's not saying. Exactly, exactly. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah, That's what it's all good. about. That's what you're challenged to do. Very good. Ezra, I just want to say again, we, we should never take the word of God for granted. That's right. Imagine the scope of history. Yeah. Just how short a time we've had access to the scriptures. And we have so much access on our smartphones, multiple translations on your bookshelf at home. We take it for granted. Maybe, uh, Lord forgive us, we actually even become numb to how near the word of God is. Jonathan, you and I have both traveled to places where there's Jewish communities and their neighbors who hunger, who hunger for the word of God and they just don't have access. And at Jewish Voice, we're committed urgently We want to ask you to make a commitment today to stand with us to change that story, to get the Word of God into the hands and then into the hearts and the lives of Jewish people and their neighbors. Yeah, I want you to understand that there are people that hunger to read the Scriptures and don't have access to a Bible. We want to change that, at least in the area of the world we're working and in the communities, Jewish communities we're working, we want to change that. And I will say this, we can change it with your help. That's right. We really can. So we want you to get involved today. And as our way of saying thank you, we want to send you our Jewish Voice Study Bible. And it's loaded with notes, some notes, some materials that you won't find in any other Bible. Illustrations, cross-references, yeah. Yeah, uh, but this is a real study Bible. And I I urge you, get back into it if you haven't. That's right. Tomorrow can be a new beginning for you. We, we want to make it available to you uh, for a gift of $100 or more, and we hope it's more. We'll send you this as our way of yeah. saying thank you for getting Bibles into the hands of Jewish people and their neighbors that don't have a Bible. And I'll go one step further and invite you to become what we call a Shalom partner, a monthly uh, partner with this ministry for a $50 pledge. Uh, we'll send you not only the study Bible, but we'll emboss your name on it is a reminder that you're helping us to get Bibles into the hands of Jewish people in remote parts of the world, particularly in Africa. So don't wait, pick up the phone call, log on to our website, do it today. Don't let this moment pass and let me know how you like the Bible. Hearing, receiving, believing, doing, and sharing God's word. What a privilege that is. In good faith, it's our desire to get the Jewish Voice Study Bible into the home and heart of everyone watching today. This 1,800-page resource includes unique features found in no other study Bible, including exclusive content from Jonathan Burnus. You will also appreciate the book's introductions, footnotes, 
Day in the Life articles, and insight about feasts, holidays, and the lost tribes of Israel. Full-color maps, charts, and photos, a glossary and concordance, and weekly reading schedules including the parashah, or portions of the Torah. Call, write, or go online. For your gift of $100 or more, we'll send you this extraordinary resource with leatherette cover and gilded pages. It will become a family heirloom. But more than that, spend time with this study Bible and you'll experience God's love and purpose for your life, moving from your head to your heart. For new Shalom partners who commit to $50 a month or more, we'll emboss your name in gold letters right on the cover so it's personalized just for you. Equally important is how your gift shares God's word. In our work around the world, particularly in Africa, Jewish Voice has seen a hunger for the Bible and a shortage of Bibles. To meet that need, when we send out your own new Jewish Voice Study Bible, we will also equip Jewish communities and their neighbors around the world with Bibles and other resource materials. Those materials will change lives. One of the best ways that you can live out your calling as a Christian is to be a witness to the Jewish people as a committed monthly Shalom partner with Jewish Voice. When you give monthly, 100% of your donations will go directly to our ministry work. Let's work together in seeing all Israel saved so we can be the greatest witness of Jesus the world has ever known. Please prayerfully consider joining us as a Shalom partner today. As we are promised in Isaiah 55, 11, my word, I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. We're counting on God's promise and your generosity. Please call this toll-free number, become a monthly Shalom partner or mail your most generous gift to the address on the screen. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or scan the QR code. Exploring and sharing the Bible may be the very best way to celebrate and honor God's faithfulness in your life. Thank you so much. Well, we try not to miss a program without praying for your needs. And I know there's a lot of them because we get them through our website and by email and sometimes by snail mail. Uh, Ezra, I'm gonna ask you to pray briefly. Sure, join pray. with us, will you? Will you just stretch your faith uh, and with us and join together? Yeah. Let's believe God. Well, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is living and active, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword to divide soul and spirit, joint and marrow, bone, and we thank, thank you, Lord, you, Lord, that you, your, your word is not only living and active, it's, it's alive and it's on the move. So Lord, I pray that as we, men and women after your own heart, engage with you in your word, as we hear it, as we allow it to sink down into our hearts, as we meditate on it, as we speak it out, and Lord, maybe most importantly, as we do it, Lord, that it would bear fruit in our lives, that it would bear fruit in our children and grandchildren's lives, that it would bear fruit in our workplaces, bear fruit in our spouses and our communities in all those who know us, Lord, that we would be cities on a hill which cannot be hidden. Thank Lord, you, Lord, we thank you for your word, yes. that it would come alive thank in you, us Lord. in new ways in this season. Thank you, Lord. And it, it's in Jesus' you, name Lord. that we and, pray. And Lord, thank you that your promises are yea and amen. amen. Yeah. And so we join our faith with those yes. that are watching yes. and we say, it is done.
Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv, and uh, you'll find many helpful resources there. You can send your prayer request to us right on the website, and there's so much more on that site that we think will be a blessing to you. I want you to know that we care about you. More importantly, God cares about you, and we do pray for your needs. Uh, we also pray for Israel. That is something that we're committed to as a ministry, and we're committed to asking you to join with us in praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love thee. Thank you for praying. Thank you to Ezra for joining me today. And until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.